to the TFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt. Back again for another excellent episode, hopefully, with you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, as always, welcome my co-host with me today, Rhodesia and Ishan. Lady and gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Wonderful. Ready to get to this episode. Yes. So excited. I'm ready to argue. So if you that. guys if you guys have not checked out our last episode, go check it out. We actually did a uh, a playoff of the PWI uh, 200 wrestler list. We did top 10, so we didn't go through 200. Well, Rhodesia and I did 10. Uh, Ishan did not follow direction, but you got to listen to that podcast if you have not to see what I'm talking <laughs> about there. So in this episode, we, what we decided to do was to go with uh, some people that we think are kind of bubbling into that superstardom. Uh, they're not there yet, right? So, hey, we enjoy the work, uh, but they're not yet superstars. So we decided to kind of do our top five of wrestlers that are on the cusp of superstardom. And by this time next year, we're like, hey, they can be a top, top star in their promotion or just uh, in wrestling uh, total overall. So we're going to get to that. Should be a really, really good show. Rhodesia, as we did uh, last episode, we will start with you. We're going to go from five to one. So you're going to give us, hey, who's number five? And then we'll work our way all the way up to who our top person is on our list. So we'll let you start. Ladies first, who is number five on your list of hopefully by next year, superstar wrestlers? All right. So my next up in number five, I kind of was going back and forth with, but I landed with Ricky Starks. Okay. I, yeah, pretty Ricky at number yet, five. But I, I, he's not there yet. He's sizzling. When I look up that definition of next up, that is, that's him right there. What about you, Sean? Hey, I love some Ricky. That's 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 my guy. We're gonna talk about him. We're gonna definitely get into him today. Um, but my number five. Hey, let me ask y'all a question. We we can I add tag teams? I need to know. <laughs> if you want to add had, tag teams, seeing like you always want to bring caveats. Absolutely. Yeah, if you want to do it, man, go ahead and do it. It's very loose, very loose instruction. I'll tell you all that. But my number five is whose house? Swerve's house. I gotta go with Swerve, man. Like, like he's one of my top guys. Um, I see nothing but nothing but sky for this man. Like, I'm looking for him in the next year to have some serious singles goal. You know, and like if you think about Swerve, right? Um, they they put him in hit row, right? And he makes that a phenomenal thing, right? Phenomenal. Now they put him in a tag team with Keith. Phenomenal job in that. This man could be a serious, serious title contender and champion. Like, so I'm looking for big things from Swerve going into 2023 and for the rest of this year, matter. Hey, real yeah, quick, I mean, I, let I, me I, ask you. I, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you something. I don't know if we should say this for another time of our conversations, but do you think Hit Row has been the same since Swerve? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Matt, go ahead. What's your number five? <laughs> Ishan, hey, the floor is yours. Ishan is a huge proponent of Hit Row. I'm going to do this. Uh, I've had my doubts about Hit Row uh, since they've been back on the main roster. I also like them as well. Uh, but there's something missing right now with their act um, on SmackDown. They come out. And actually, I think the last couple of times they've come out, they haven't gotten a good response from the crowd at all. Uh, I like all three of them. I, I know mm -hmm. that um, they're starting to work live events 
Um, so that's good to get some more reps and all that, all that kind of good stuff. But there's something missing with, with Hit Row right now. And I think Swerve, when you look at it from the outside looking in, he brought a ton. And I know Hit Row was together before Swerve. Right. But it is a completely different uh, presentation from what we saw in NXT and then those, what, two weeks on SmackDown with Swerve. But, Ishan, you are much more uh, of a Hit Row person than, than I am. What's your thoughts on what you've seen so far with Hit Row? Lord Jesus is a fire. Mm. Look, Hit Row has the tools, right? I just, yes, um, I think they they miss what Swerve brought. Um, but their team and the dynamic has changed a little bit, right? When they first started NXT, they, they were originally positioned as heels, right? So like Swerve was like this vicious heel. Top Dollar was this big brooding dude. Um, you know, Adonis character's kind of changed. He's, he's always kind of like the cocky guy. And then B-Fabs brought a lot, of the, um, a lot of fabulousness, right? So bring him to SmackDown now. Now they're kind of positioned as faces, right? I don't know if the audience 100% gets like their act um, in addition to them kind of, you know, not having swerve. I think they'd be better suited as heels, right? I feel like they'd be better suited as being obnoxious heels. I think Top Dollar would be better off suited as being a monster that like he is, right? I think B-Fab... Like, I think she's fabulous. I think she's somebody else who's on the rise. Um, mm-hmm. But I think her persona would be better as a heel as well. And I think Adonis, with him being kind of cocky, I think it will work better if those guys were to turn. So I think if they can kind of just change the dynamic of the group a little bit, they'll be back to where they need to be. Maybe start over from, from scratch. Um, but definitely, I think the babyface uh, hit row isn't working. You can see by the reaction, but that could easily change because they got the flavor, they got the personality. I, I'm I'm definitely still on the bandwagon, but uh, it's it's been rough. <laughs> all right, well, I see it does a very nice PC way of saying saying all that. So <laughs> my number five uh, is actually Jamie Hader. I got her right there at number five. Uh, I mean, I think she's ready now. It, it it is, in my opinion, it's been time to break off from Brit. And of course, we know hey, timing is everything. So I'm not trying to rush where she's at, but we've seen it last few weeks. She's, she's getting arguably the biggest crowd reactions uh, for any female talent on AEW besides anyone who, you know, debuted. Of course, we know that Soraya just debuted a few, few weeks ago. You take that out. Jamie's been getting uh, the biggest reactions from everyone. She is ready. She's got the ring work. She's got the look. Uh, and I think, you know, when she finally does break off from Brit, it's going to be a pretty big moment for her in her career. And that's a, a hell of a, a starting feud if you think about that. We know the matches are going to be fantastic so she's one that i'm looking for this time next year even she's not champion she's somebody that i think you can put him on all the billboards and and all that promotional and uh, she would do very well uh in that role so that is my number five we are now moving on to number four radisha who is number four on your list all right so this one for sure made my list without any hesitation the beautiful nikita lions down at nxt uh, we were graced with a quick wow. shot of her yep, at the pre- or premium live event. Um, she's gorgeous. She looks good. And I think she's only like 23. So I think she is definitely going to be that next up. I think she's going to get caught up really soon. I think she's going to really show up and show out. I feel you, Rody. Um, I'm a big Nikita fan. Um, and, you know, she's not the, the traditional, you know, I guess you can't say Diva anymore, right? Cause they've been going untraditional. They've been kind of going away from that style for a long time, but. You but know, they I have a her. look, they have a look they like, and she is 
uh, a look that we like typically oh, yeah. as fans, <laughs> but not as what they typically go for uh, at the WWE. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair to say that, uh, you know, her size typically before will be looked at as a hindrance. Yeah. And absolutely is not. That, that is a absolute positive uh, mm -hmm. with how she can work and, and how she looks. So woman. two thumbs up there. Yeah. That was a beautiful woman. Oh, and also going back to your Jamie, I'm that's a great pick, Matt. Hey, Jamie, if you ever see this, I love you. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he's whispering, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there you go, Jamie. But oh, I, my number four, I'm going with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, the Monster. I think, man, this, this guy has it, man. I think that's an awesome like nickname, Monster. Yeah. Monster, that's it, man. Like, I don't know if he came up with that on his own. Somebody gave it to him. But, hey, kudos, man, because that's an awesome nickname. If he was just to go by Monster, like, I think that would be awesome. Because, like, look, I think he, look, he really has changed his body, right? You look at his body now from when he started. Um, He's really changed his body. He has a great look. The guy can talk. He's getting better and better in the ring. And I don't know why he doesn't get um, continuously use that spine buster as a finish because it looks amazing. I would say that Ricky, uh, I'm sorry, Powerhouse Hobbs has the best spine buster in the business right now. Like his spine buster looks powerful. Um, I'm looking for big things from him um, going into the future because I feel like we haven't scratched the surface at all. Uh, he and Ricky have finally broken away from each other. They're out of team tasks, uh, but I still feel like they haven't really really got behind him like he should but i feel like he's ready sooner than later and i'm looking forward to seeing it it's a really good pick hey he's uh, i don't have him on my list looking at my list right now but uh that's a good that's a good one that's a really really good one and hopefully he pops you know uh toward the end of this year uh early early next year my number four uh going to wwe and i, I put them as a package deal is carrying cross with scarlet uh, anyone that has not seen the full presentation of Karrion Cross with Scarlett, uh, if you did not watch NXT, you've only watched the main roster. I think you probably got a little good taste of it, maybe, uh, at Extreme Rules a couple weeks back, but presentation alone, these two are super stars and under Triple H, which I know he's a big Karrion Cross fan and Scarlett. Uh, I personally cannot wait to see WrestleMania and to see that entrance in front of 70, 80,000 people in SoFi Stadium. So that is one of the things I'm looking forward to most for next WrestleMania. Uh, but I do think that we're going to see some really, really good things from that duo uh, by this time next year. Hey, I agree about with you, man. I love those two. I agree. I love those two. But let me ask you guys a question because I feel like I know your boy Dave Meltzer isn't feeling them. Um, and he mentions like the, the crowd reaction isn't quite there for him yet. I don't notice that on my end because I'm enjoying the act myself. I, I like what they both bring. Uh, I'm not sure what Vince was smoking when he released them originally. I'm not sure why they made him a gladiator. I don't know what was going on, but he, he definitely, he and his wife definitely have something. Um, but what do you guys think? You think they're clicking right now? You think they're rolling? I just don't think that enough people, the fans, that's at these shows have seen enough of them. Um, I guess kind of to your point about are the fans filling them? I don't know because every time I see it and I see the entrance, I get goosies every single time. So I'm looking at it as me being a carrying cross and Scarlet fan, um, how it's being received to the audience. I don't know, but I think in time 
there's just certain things like with Scarlett, it's something about her that is just so the mystique is so it's is gravitating. So just from that alone, I think that they're going to be able to to get over. Um, again, Karrion Cross, he's he's beautiful too. So when you get those two together, who we know can go, can work, and can get that intrigue, I really do think in time, again under the leadership of Triple H, because we've seen it once before. Absolutely, absolutely, that was a really good pick. I didn't think about them. Yeah, I think real quick, I think that um maybe some of the crowd. Or they're not fully invested because he would I mean he was shoehorned into a main event program quickly. You know, there was no lead up to, oh, this is who Karrion Cross was. Think about it. He redebuted by attacking uh, Drew outside the ring when Drew right. and Roman had a face off. That's pretty big territory. You know, and since then, I think he's had two matches total on television. He had a debut match on SmackDown, and then he had the match, of course, with Drew, the. Um, the match they just had at Extreme Rules. So I think maybe that's why we're not seeing, you know, uh, huge crowd reactions for them. But um, I, I think they'll be just fine. I, I'm not worried mm -hmm. about their presentation or, or them uh, in the slightest. All right. So we are now top three, right? We have mm -hmm. gone through five and number four. And we are now moving on to top three. Rhodesia, who is number three on your list? I must say, though, it's interesting that we haven't picked the same person yet. So this is interesting. I think we're going to probably start picking them now. But my number three, I'm sticking with the NXT brand. And the other person we saw, Braun Breaker. So you think Braun is going to be a superstar by this Absolutely. time next year? Absolutely. Just wow. like how we got a glimpse of him at Extreme Rules. Absolutely. We know that he's next up. He's a oh, he's definitely next up. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's definitely signer. he's definitely uh, Roman successor. I think I don't think there's anybody else in WWE right now that's going to take that baton. But Braun, I you personally think don't Braun? think it's yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be next year. Uh, I think we'll see him on the main roster probably, but that superstar status, I don't think we'll see him that quick. But uh, he's definitely next up. I don't I don't think there's anybody else they have under contract right now that can run. Uh, the company for the next 10, 15 years besides Braun. I think Braun is pegged as that next guy in WWE. Wow. But, hey, he is a, he is a, a great talent, though. I, I definitely see him being high on the list, man, because he's, he's good in the ring already. I'm not sure how long he's been doing it, right? And, man, he's he's definitely a signer, right? Like, he, he bleeds. <laughs> like, he bleeds his dad and his uncle, like, through and through. But he sounds like you can close your eyes and see and, and think of Scott. Right, but he looks just like Rick. Man, it's, it's he. It's sky's limit for that guy. So yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I like that guy a lot. Um, but I'm going with another uh, second generation wrestler. I'm going with Hook mm. as my number three. Man, like this this guy has a unique looking presence already, right? And I think that's part of reason why he caught fire so quickly because you know when he came out, he just man, you know look. First of all, I'm not sure how a guy like Hook looks badass, right? Because I like to do with that hair, but he he pulls it off. He pulls off like this unique, badass, cool character, right? And then, wow, he can bring it in the ring, right? He can bring it in the ring, like you know, he he's not in long matches, but here's here's the thing, you know, he does he does the things that he does, he does very very well, right? Mm -hmm. And you can see the 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 progression. 
match after match with that guy, right? He's starting to talk a little bit more. He's starting to do a few more things. So, like, I think really think in the next year he's going to be what they're going to be. I think that they're doing a great job in positioning him, right? They don't give you too much of him. They don't have him do too much. They don't put him in situations that kind of exposes his his uh, experience. I think overall they're doing a phenomenal job with him. And I'm looking for him to do even more things in the future. That's a really good one. That's another strong pick. Uh, I am going to the WWE side again. And this one, if we would have said, hey, uh, by 2024, this person would have been number one on my list. But we're talking 2023, so the number three. And that's Montez Ford. Um, you know, it's funny. His wife, Bianca, uh, we talked about on our other pod. Once again, go check it out if you have not listened to it. I said that, hey, she checks all the boxes. Montez does, does the same on the men's side. You want a promo. You want wrestling. You want looks. You want presence. He's got it all in spades. Um I think, once again, there is a pecking order, of course, in WWE on who's going to be that superstar. Uh, but I do I do think that by this time next year, we're talking about Montez in a different light than what we've ever have on the main roster. So I'm excited to see that. But I do have him at number three. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I mean, I like Montez a lot. And he's done a lot to his body, man. You, you think about Montez. Now, look, Montez has a better body than I ever have, right? Ever. But you look at his body when he started at NXT to where it is now, like the the muscle that he's put on. Muscle this dude is yep. this dude is huge now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I you know, look, Montez is all love, man. You ever hear this? Don't clown me. But at one time, Montez's legs look like mine, right? And <laughs> <laughs> just let's keep it real. He has some little legs. Like this dude is like huge right now, man. So he has definitely the look. He, he, he looks a lot, uh, much more threatening. I mean, he has personality. Um, I mean, I can see big things for him. And I, I still say, and I've been saying this since day one, the money with him is a heel turn. He will be money as a heel. He has that look uh, that you would just love to hate him. You can tell that he has some one-liners that he can hit wrestlers with and fans with. So once again, I am, I am super excited. And I'm glad that they didn't break up the profits. Dawkins has been killing it yeah. uh, over the last few months. And, like, of course, we know he's heard the rumors also of, hey, we can't wait for Montez to go singles. And I think, you know, Dawkins is like, all right, I got something to show you guys. And Dawkins has shown, hey, when the eventual split does happen, both of them will be just fine as single competitors. So I, I'm also excited to see him do that as well. Yeah, when I thought about uh, Dawson, I'm like, man, I'm like, he, he, he's going to be like uh, Tucker Knight. You guys remember him? Oh Mm-mm. boy, poor Tucky. See, Roddy went. They, Roddy they, went. They, they had they had some there. They had some there. <laughs> like nobody you know remembers what? Tucky. Hey, hey, Triple H is bringing people back. Bring back Tucker. No, keep him at home. <laughs> All right, guess not. All right, <laughs> top two time. These now these are these should be what we're saying is hey this time next year these are superstars. So we're talking arguably main eventing pay-per-views for their respective promotion uh, or at the very least co-main eventing pay-per-views for their promotion. Rhodesia, I'll throw it to you. Who do you have at number two? Because again, you like to steal my thunder. I have um, Mr. Hashtag God is good. Mr. Montez Ford. 
same thing. I think you hit the nail on all the things you said. His athleticism is just incredible. You know, it, it makes me smile when I see both him and Bianca do the things that they do. I mean, they work so hard at it. We talk about adding on that muscle mass and how hard and disciplined you got to be to do that. And again, kind of, I kind of ate my words too when I'm like, you know, let's break up the profits. And then what did Dawkins do? He's like, nope, mm-mm, I'm going to show you who I am and I'm going to show out. And he did. Um, but again, Montez Ford, we already know. I know you mentioned before that he's going to go heel. That's the ticket for him. I think face or heel, I think he can go either way and be very, very successful in, in both paths. But yeah, Montez Ford is my number two. And I can see him again, like you said, co-main eventing Survivor Series next year. Uh, yeah, I think the world of Montez too. But you know, going back to the heel turn for him, you know, he Montez reminds me a lot of like Naomi a little bit in regards of they seem like such nice people that I don't know if they can fully buy into being a, a despicable heel. Like, right? Because, like, Montez is, like, a really cool, nice guy. He seems really funny. He seems to be, be really silly where I can relate to. Like, I, was, I don't see that mean streak in him. Um, but I see big things for him, though. But I think with this extra muscle mass on him, I think his presence is bigger and larger. And I can definitely see him being kind of that presence as a bad guy. But again, I think he could be a good guy or a bad guy, honestly. But before, maybe I see your point as far as Naomi. She's always just the one that you're going to love. You're gonna, she's always going to get that glow pop no matter what. But I think I think because how good I've seen him already, he, can, he could be a good heel. He can bring it and make you scared of him, all that. Got you. Well... My number two, my favorite number again, it's Ricky Starks. <laughs> I love me the absolute, man. Cause like, look, I think I'm a big mic work guy and I'm a big charisma guy. Like for me, that's like some huge traits to have. And I think he's full of charisma. I feel like his mic game is outstanding. And I feel like he's another guy that I don't think they scratch the surface of what he can do. They we've seen some glimpses, right? But he hasn't really gone that way, right? Cause you, you we've seen in the fuel powerhouse and leading up to the fuel powerhouse, what he can do in the microphone, the emotion he can bring from himself, the emotion he can get from the audience, right? That is huge, in my opinion, um, for to connect with audiences, be able to make them feel emotions, right? When he he does he has that that Ric Flair thing when Ric Flair is always crying all the time, and then you feel like you got like oh. Rick, don't cry. Like, you know, do you want to cry with him? Like, I feel like Ricky can do that too, but he also can make you hate him. He's just very despicable, nasty heel as well. And I think the mic work and the charisma he has, he has the, the tools to be one of the next top guys. And I look forward to seeing what he does next. Honestly, I hate to say it. I think in order for him to do that, he needs to go somewhere else so they can fully showcase all his abilities. But if not, I hope they, 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 they showcase him a little better going um, in the future. Uh, all I can think about when I think about main event Ricky is Ricky Starks versus MJF. Think about mm. those promos and TV leading up to a main event match in AEW with those two. You talk about TV gold. Boy, oh boy. But uh, great minds think alike. That is my number two as well, Ricky Starks. <laughs> so great job, Ishan. We we, we kind of were aligned on that one for sure. Everything you kind of said along with, um, he's another one that I think it's time. And what I mean by I think it's time, he's not ready yet. I don't think he's ready to be in there with the, the John Moxley's, uh, the MJF's, the Brian Danielson's. But it's time to get him on that path to being a superstar for next year. And I think he's proven every single time, no matter if you give him 
two minutes, 30 seconds out there. If you give him 15 minutes, he can fill that time and be super entertaining. Uh, so kind of you talked about, you know, uh, powerhouse. I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what they do a powerhouse. Of course, I, I'm completely sold with Starks, you know, how they move forward. And that's the thing about AEW. They have so many talents that from, once again, the outside looking in, when we watch it on TV, we can say, man, you know what? It feels like they're being underutilized or we don't see them enough. That's with a lot of, of people. So with him, you can't even really call what's next for him. But I know that he needs to get the rocket and kind of get strapped to getting to that next level. So he is number two for me. I can easily see him this time next year where we got the lead and the build up to full gear, him being in the main event or the co-main uh, for AEW. So that was five through two. We are now going with our number one wrestler that we say, hey, this person will be a bona fide superstar or should be, right? Bonafide superstar by this time next year. Rhodesia, let me hit you with the uh, drum roll. Your number one is? The Billy Goat, Will Ospreay. Wow. Out of left field. Okay. I cannot so is wait that, is to that see that predicated on him signing with a U.S. company first? Or you're saying even just with New Japan and... Uh, the other companies, he will still be that superstar. I'm thinking it's going to be the, the former. I think that it's natural progression. His next step, he has to come to the States. He just has to. I don't know where he's at in contract, and I probably should have did a little bit of research on that, but it's time. It's time for him to come to the States, and it's time for him to, to take his throne. Hey, don't worry, worry about doing no research on this show. Hey, just like the barbershop, all right? We, look, <laughs> we, gonna make we up ain't got to get it right, you know what I'm <laughs> no, saying? No, we're like, not making up stuff, it's, no. It's, it's what's right in the moment. <laughs> Incorrect. Look. Incorrect. Hey, Will Ospreay <laughs> is a free agent next month. I don't care, whatever, right? Whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. But, hey, I agree with you. Will is, he's great, man. Like, I, again, I want to see more of him. I probably didn't have him on my list because I, you know, I probably forgot because I don't get to see him a lot, right? Um, I, I feel like I... We'll love to watch more New Japan. Um, I want to see more of him, uh, more of Jay White, some other guys. But, yeah, Will, he's great, man. I look I look for it. I hope I can see more of him on USCV um, in the near future. Um, but my number one person, Jay, Jay Cargill. I got her number one as a rising star on my list because, look, this woman is amazing, man. She looks it. She talks it, everything. I remember, Matt, I remember you and I, when we saw her in the crowd, what was it, two years ago when they were doing those, um, yeah, those the daily shows, shows, right? right? Yeah. And she was just in the crowd. She was like one of the, the extras. And I remember texting you, and I was like, yo, you see that girl with the blonde hair? Who is that, right? And you're like, I don't know. We're kind of going back and forth trying to find out about her. And like, here's a girl that's, here's a pretty girl, pretty woman, excuse me, that stood out in the midst of a bunch of, pretty women right and it wasn't just so much of like her looks it's just like her presence she just was striking and like she's just one of those people uh, i remember kevin nash said before like you know turn the heads at airports she's just somebody when you see her you just want to know more about her and i think that's huge um for a wrestler to have that presence to have that it factor i think her it factor is like on a thousand um so i look forward to another year now for her taking over and being one of the top draws for that company or for any company for that matter. Because I think she has all the tools. She's only going to get better. I feel like she has no ceiling. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Jay's going to do. 
So, you know, of course, I probably could argue or you could probably even argue yourself that, hey, Jade's already a superstar, right? So if you kind of think about what she's done over the last year with only having 30, what is she at, 39 matches now? If something like that, I looked right? up. Somewhere yeah. around there. And that's and that's like, that's a shoot number. Like, they don't run live events, of course. They don't do anything like that. That is the amount of matches that she's actually had. So, you know, Ishan, seeing you put her at number one, what do you see her doing this time next year that she's not doing right now? So, actually, let me ask you guys a question before I answer that question. If you guys were building a show right now and you can have any wrestlers you want and you had to start your women's division, would Jay be your number one draft pick? Would she be somebody you would build your entire women's division around right now? I can't give you that answer because I'm not even finished with my list. That's no. What about you, Rody? Would you? <laughs> would you? If I were, I would have to have a really strong number two veteran who can go in the ring, um, who's seasoned in the ring. Um, but money, if I'm looking at it as just purely a business to make money and a profit, sure, she's money. But you, you probably would, everything right? you said. But mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't. And that's the point, though. That's my that's my thing. Because I think that's her. I think that's her. That's her cap. I think that she has the potential to be uh, um, somebody you build an entire division around, right? I feel like she has the the the, the all the tools to be a, a Bianca Belair, a Becky, a Charlotte. Um, I think that she has the potential to be somebody you could build your company around. And the only thing that she's missing really right now, because you know, like you know, when she when her music starts, she has the pose, she comes out, she has all the smoke and mirrors. And then once she gets in the ring and the and, and that damn bell starts, it's a little bit of a disconnect, right? Just a little bit. And, you know, she's getting better every match. But I think that's where we're looking for the improvement, where she can take the next step up, you know, with, to where she can kind of m- make a better connection in-ring-wise. I think that's the only thing holding her back at this particular point. Because right now, you can't really build a division around her currently. But I absolutely think that in the future and very soon, she can be somebody you can build your division around. I think more so than uh than Britt or any other girls they have in the company. I think Jade is somebody they should keep on doing what they're doing, let her keep improving, and then she be the face of that division. All right. Number one on my list. Rhea Ripley. She's done some great things in Judgment Day, but you talk about somebody minus, and this is, we could probably maybe even argue this at another time, minus the four horsewomen, she is the next woman that people will talk about in WWE in the future. 100%. If you are not familiar with her work, in NXT, boy, oh boy, when she gets going, you're going to be in for a treat. I think because her and, and Beth got physical uh, at the premium live event, I'm thinking she's cleared now. She's been, of course, out, hurt, injured what they're saying uh, for a little bit. So she's been a couple months now. But to see her on the main stage comfortable, because she has not been comfortable since she's been on main roster WWE when Vince was in charge, she is now comfortable. She is thriving when she gets into some actual feuds with other women wrestlers. Holy hell. Watch out. Rhea Ripley. Number one for me 
easily will be in a position to be main eventing pay-per-views this time next year. Happy belated birthday, Rhea. Oh, happy, happy belated birthday. So that was our list uh, for sure of the five people that we have up next in 2023. So was there anybody that you guys kind of had on your list before we go that was, you're like, man, I wanted to put them on, but they weren't in my top five. Was any, any names that were, that was pretty no- notable. I had a well, few. I, I do have uh like Dante Martin. I think it's another guy. No, I think, I don't know if it's going to be next year per se, but I feel like he has a high ceiling, man. I think that one of the things he has to keep continuing to work on is maybe character work. Right. Cause I mean, he definitely has some out of this world athleticism. I think he's one guy that I'm looking, I'm checking for, uh, of course, I love the acclaim. They're champions, right? So you can't say they're rising stars, but I feel like they haven't, they're nowhere near their, their ceiling as well. Maybe there is no ceiling for those guys. Um, there's a host, man. Like even Carmelo Hayes, we, we didn't talk about him. That's another great guy. Some good names. What's your Rhodesia? Um, so I'm really interested to see, again, maybe not next up in 2023, but I've always been a Zaylee fan. I'm just really, really excited to see. She's been through a couple of character changes. I really want to just see what she can do because she's, again, is beautiful. Her um, her body build, um, how she wrestles. Again, she's intriguing to me. I love her look. Um, so for me, Zia Lee um, is probably the other one. Hook was on here, but you guys already mentioned Hook. Um, he was an honorable mention for me. How okay. about you, Matt? Yeah, I had two others. Uh, if he gets signed to a promotion in the U.S., Will Ospreay for sure, was on my list. And the other, and I will go on my tangent on future episodes uh, and on Twitter. Uh, Give us a follow on Twitter, of course, if you haven't already. Uh, That's FNW, but it's Warlow. I'll kind of like say, I'll I'll save my, my tangents for another time, but how he is even talked about in a position that's not just he is a bona fide megastar, uh, they completely fumbled Warlow over the summertime. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that later on, but that's one that is really kind of sticking me in the side. That, that's, that's super irritating. Every time I see him with Samoa Joe, and I love Samoa Joe, uh, the, the tag team, uh, I guess you can say it's starting to work, but he should not be in the tag team. He actually shouldn't. He shouldn't be in a tag team with a Ring of Honor champion, which is another thing we'll talk about, of course, I'm sure, on future episodes. My thoughts about ROH being on AEW television. Get that show on YouTube or get that show completely on another network and off of AEW TV. And the ratings are kind of showing, too, that uh, overall the fans just don't have that emotional investment to ROH like they do AEW. But Warlow was the one that should not even be a conversation, but – Hopefully they course correct and get him where he needs to get. Actually, hell, not even 2023, like 2022. Hey, Warlow was, uh, I just pushed him out of my top 10 list because I feel like he is definitely star. But I, I, I definitely know your point and see where you're going. And we, uh, I, I, I think we have a great conversation about Warlow coming up soon. And there you go. All right. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, like I said, also, like I said, check us out on Twitter. We are there uh, at That's FNW. YouTube, YouTube page, at That's Freaking Wrestling. And, of course, for the podcast, leave us a review and a five-star rating. And give us your thoughts on the topic from today. 
Once again, Rhodesia and Ishan, thank you so much for the show. Everyone else, we will talk to you next week.